Welcome to Pandora's box. Welcome once again to Pandora's box. I'm your host as always, Abadiah Penny Whistle. To the left of me we have the bowling champion, Gravy Dayum. The one, the only baby. I am Gravy. Dayum, baby. <laughs> Greatest bowler that ever lived. That's right. That's right. Uh, and I'm here to bless y'all today with my presence it's and my, my wit and just my skill. <laughs> so, um, my well, pleasure. We're not playing bowling at the moment, Gravy, so calm down. <laughs> to the right of me, we have Mr. Drusif Armstrong. Hello. Do you want to give yourself a name today? Ram. 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 Well, because of that photo with you and your family. (laughs) (laughs) Drew recently took part in an X-rated photo shoot with his family. Bit weird, but you know, you know, each to their own. Each to their own. own. You know, life takes all sorts. So, um, (laughs) yeah, you are listening to Pandora's Box. Thanks as always for joining us. We've got a plethora of interesting (sighs) subjects and that to talk to you about today. Um, that was Oblivion by Grimes that played us in today. Um, Grimes, an intriguing lady, I think. Mm. You know, mm. certainly intrigued. What was that video? Was the was that the video that you showed me, Oblivion? With no, the, um, oh, what, you you want about the one with her like sword fighting? Yeah, and that? yeah. No, no, no. That was the one that she wrote about the Elon Musk. Yeah, uh, supposedly wrote about Elon Musk. Mm. Um, oh, it definitely was. But the video to that is is so cool. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen that, it's um, Player of Games. It's like she's having like a it's like a proper fantasy style. Uh, video, isn't it? And she's like having like a mad mm. sword fight with this guy that looks almost like Sauron from um, Lord of the Rings or something. Like this big, so good. this big like evil looking knight. Um, but yeah, she definitely wrote that about Elon Musk. So going on about how like, um, oh, you know, I can't remember the exact lyrics, but going on about how he just basically, oh, like, what is it? It's like, sail away to the cold, cold expanse of space. space. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, even I can keep you in your place. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely talk about Elon. Mm. Um, pretty, I always think, like, such an intriguing couple. Yeah. Elon Musk and Grimes. Like, what an interesting, imagine going out for a meal, like, with those two. Mm. You know? I know they've, like, amicably separated now, mm. but I think, like... What did they talk about? I know, she just <laughs> seems, she seems like almost like one of the weirdest musicians on the planet, which mm. I, like, really a- appreciate, because mm. I think, you know, uh, I think like being branded weird is almost like just like another term for just like being really in- unique and interesting. Yeah, really. eccentric. Yeah, yeah, being like eccentric, unique, interesting. Um, she's definitely a character, isn't she? Mm. And like all of her stuff, like yeah, her music is so unique and so strange. Was it, it was it you I was talking to about uh, Grimes's like Spotify uh, biography? No. Where she was like explaining her origin story. You might have done actually. Yeah, I think I? I think we're talking about on the way back from the award show. I know her name's Claire Boucher in she, real life. She's Canadian. She, like, it's so crazy the the turn her life took. So she lived in a crack den. Oh, you did den. tell me about this. Yeah, she lived in yeah. a crack den in that. Montreal with no heat, where she got frostbite twice, and her neighbour was bludgeoned to death in the hallway. Uh, she was playing raves until her 2020, 2012 breakout visions, which was recorded during a two-week speed binge, wherein she did not leave her bedroom. <laughs> And then since then she's become like an award award winning music artist. Everything yeah. like got a child with the richest man on the planet. Like, what it's a mad, isn't it? That's completely mad. Life. I remember. Mm. I remember when I first sort of like found out about her. Like sort of discovered her about like seven eight years ago. I remember I went through a stage. I was like 
Because I thought she was like a really unique and interesting person. So I went through mm. a stage of like looking at interviews with her and stuff like on YouTube. And um, I remember like I was because she's, she's almost like such a unique and interesting way of talking. I remember her saying in one of them that like her grandfather is like some like crazy bloke that lives in the middle of nowhere in like the north of Canada, mm, like in the right. middle in like the middle of the snow on his own in a cabin. And apparently he like makes his own explosives and like weapons and stuff. And she said that when she would go and like stay with him when she was a little kid, they just like spend all the time just like blowing stuff up with all, of his, with all of his like homemade. I'd like to do that. And then it was real funny. Cause she like told the story of it, and then she was like, "You could tell me." And somebody's like, "Oh, you know, have I said too much?" We get <laughs> we get a bit like that sometimes mm, from the pod. Yeah. So yeah. we know what that's like. We're like, is that a little bit too? Bit, bit too far, bit too X-rated for the show, <laughs> but like yeah, you can, and then she was like, oh, um, maybe I shouldn't have said that. You tell she was almost like worried, like yeah. oh, is that, like the Fed's gonna go up north now and like track yeah. him down, like for like making explosives in his cabin. I assume like nothing ever happened to him. Hopefully, there's just some crazy old grandfather Grimes, granddad Hopefully Grimes, he didn't blow himself up with all those explosives. Yeah. <laughs> granddad Grimes is just living in the north of Canada. I'd like to think that he's like neighbors, distant neighbors with like Brock Lesnar. You know how we talked about how like Brock Lesnar just like lives in the middle of um, yeah. of like I think it's Saskatchewan in Canada like yeah, just in yeah, the middle yeah, of the snow and yeah. now he just runs around like with his shotgun like hunting bigot like moose and stuff in Canada. You say hunting yeah. bigots, <laughs> <laughs> hunting bigots. You gotta hunt those bigots down. No one likes a bigot. Yeah. <laughs> no one likes a bigot. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like the uh, the idea that like uh, just every now and again they like cross paths in the snow and like mm. Brock Lesnar and Granddad Grimes. You know, just have a little ch- chat and then maybe mm. like blow up some and stuff hunt together. Some bigots. Yeah, and then hunt some bigots and <laughs> some moose. Right. You Damn know, right. I'm even reading her like influences that she cited. They're just there's so many so different. Unique. Yeah, I remember yeah, hearing so one many of her. Different ones. I thought it was really interesting because when I like I, I got into her because I I just by chance heard one of her songs and I thought that's that's a bit different and it wasn't like the sort of stuff I usually listen to. Mm. But if you you like what you like, don't you? Mm. you like you hear something and you like it, you like it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You don't you shouldn't pigeonhole yourself. Um, and I've bought two of her albums. And um, I remember I was watching, um, oh, what is it? There's this YouTube channel. Oh, I would give them a shout out, but I can't remember the name <laughs> of them. And basically, it's like, the, it's like different musicians. It's called something like What's In My Bag. And, okay. and, and then basically, it's like different famous musicians. I know what you mean. I know, I know the sort of episodes. And, yeah. and they, they basically like, they talk, I think they pick like five records that, that's like shaped them as an artist. Mm. And one of the ones that she picked, which I was really surprised about, but I thought was weird because I liked her and because I liked them so much, was mm. Pantera. Oh wow! Mm. Like the metal oh, band Pantera. You told me that before, yeah. actually. And and um, what I thought was really cool was you were saying that like she they're like a massive influence to her, and not necessarily in terms of like, not necessarily in terms of like the sound, in terms yeah. of like the tone or anything mm. like that. But like she said that Pantera had this like aggression in their music, not just in things like the the guitar tone or or the vocals style, but just almost like the the way that the music was, it was like aggressive. Yeah. And, and they're, they're on like a deeper level, and she said that she wanting to adopt that to her music and when I was, I was hearing that I was actually like do you know what in a weird way I can see that mm. even though that like Grimes is like almost like I don't even know what you describe her music as but it's like sort of like crazy like hyper pop crazy pop, yeah like weird pop, all that kind of stuff weird alternative pop music yeah. that which is sort of like an oxymoron in itself but anyway um yeah, but like, yeah, it has almost got this this in your faceness about it. Mm. You know, when you think about yeah. listening to like Mouth of War, Mouth of War or something by Pantera, it's like it's very in your face, isn't mm. it? And then you think about listening to Grimes. Yeah, it's something about well, it's like, just sort of in your face. Like right next to each other in this list, it cites Nine Inch Nails, yeah. K-pop, uh, medieval music, 
uh, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Outcast. Just Madonna as well, isn't she? David Bowie. Does it just, say Madonna? It doesn't say Madonna on here, but I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I remember in that one that yeah. I watched, she said Madonna. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, nice, nice, weird, like unique mixture of um, likes, mm. isn't it? I think I can't remember if we've all spoke about it, but I definitely spoke about it with you before, Drew, like um, or Ram, um, about how it's almost like your, your like the musicians that you you like and you grew up listening to, almost like end up making you have if you are a musician, like they almost like make you have whatever sound you have, mm. and you can see they that subconsciously mould you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So like whatever your sound is. Is almost like a like a, a mishmash, amalgamation, an amalgamation of all of your favorite artists, mm. and that's and out of that you've gotten some really interesting bands and like artists uh, over the years. Like a really easy example of it because I think it's quite like almost like simple, but still like had like a massive impact on on um, on on music was like a band like Metallica. How um, obviously they sort of like invented thrash metal before then there wasn't like thrash metal. You know, there was there was heavy metal, and then there was things like punk, which were different. But then Metallica came along, and they loved bands. They grew up loving bands and listening to bands like Black Sabbath and like Iron Maiden and Saxon um, and Diamond Head and stuff like that um, and Motorhead. But they also really liked bands like The Misfits, which had that almost like that rawness to it. Mm. You know, that you think about like punk, it's very raw, isn't it? And then. Somehow, through all of their likes, they created this like really raw, super fast, mm. like heavy sound, and that's almost like invented thrash metal. Mm. And then you know, it's, like, yeah, it's really interesting. It's so yeah. cool as well because like the personality of the band members as well, like just mold with it. So it is like it's like your influences and then your personality, and mm. that creates this whole new thing. That's yeah. like yeah, like a mixture of them, but never a copy. You know, like never yeah. like a direct like copy of them. I was watching so. the um, Hot Ones interview. My favourite show, Hot Ones. Mm-hmm. My yeah. favourite interview show. That's like a bucket list thing. I yeah, want to go yeah. on. Mm-hmm. But they did an episode with Dave Grohl. Mm. And he was talking about what makes a drummer like a really good drummer. Mm. And he was saying it's not about technique. It's not about skill. It's not about anything like that. It's about if you can listen to 10 seconds of a drummer and put down, I know it is this person. Oh, they play that style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was saying about it. And he was saying the reason that these people are so good and you can recognize these, you know, individuals drumming is because of the life that they've been through. Mm. Like, you could give two two drummers the exact same sheet of music, and they would, they would play it differently. It would sound different because of yeah. the experiences they've Even been though through, they were technically relationships, playing every night the situations, same. you know? Yeah. Really mm. interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, super cool, man. Super cool. Mm. What was I going to say? I was going to say <laughs> something about music. I've forgotten now. Oh, mm. I was going to say... Um, lost theaters. Yeah, I've lost my thought. Yes. I've lost my train of thought. But, um... Going back to my original point anyway, like Elon Musk and Grimes. I love the fact that like Elon Musk's such an interesting guy. Mm. So, I mean, he's like so weird and so interesting that he almost makes Grimes look normal. Mm. Which is just almost like shows how, how interesting he is. And I love the fact that like, what does it say about a guy like him that he did want to marry someone like Grimes? I almost think that like, especially when you're like younger or whatever, you almost like think about like some super successful businessman. Like, you wouldn't necessarily picture him being with somebody like Grimes, would you? Mm. No. Do you know what I mean? He's not the um, standard billionaire, is he? No. (laughs) Not by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's cool, man. I'm a big fan of his, man. Yeah, man. I always think, like, um, I think that, like, the same way that we remember people like Alexander the Great and 
like Genghis Khan and stuff like that. I mean, I know he's obviously, he's like not like a warlord the same as they were. Mm. But I think in like 600 years time, I think people, like historians yeah. will, mm. I think he, he, people will like remember Elon Musk. Yes. Mm. And I think that like, not even like people that are like really deep into history. I think that he'll be like, as I said, the same way that pe- most people will have just heard knocking around like Genghis Khan or, yeah. Alexander Great, or like mm. Julius Caesar. Even if you're not that into history, you would have just heard it. Whether it's on television or in a book somewhere, I think people will know Elon Musk's mm. name. Especially if he gets us to Mars, man. Oh. If, he's, if he repopulates yeah, I'm ta- Mars, I'm talking be about the new like, king, the yeah. new god of Mars. <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm talking about like like from his current achievements. But yeah, yeah. if he makes it to Mars and colonizes mm. Mars, that's like a whole new kettle yeah. of fish. Or, or even if Neuralink just blows up and everyone's got this chip in their brain in the future. <laughs> he, that would be like a huge change for the human race that just he is like... Yeah. Started, you know. Do you know what his like origins were? Like, I know obviously He's South African. He may, oh. uh, I mean, like, um, like family-wise, and that. Did he come from a really wealthy family I and stuff? I know or, like, he made I, a million I think, early on because he made PayPal. And yeah, he yeah. sold PayPal yeah, for a million yeah. when he was like okay, a teenager, yeah. like really young. And like so many mm. people use PayPal, don't they? Yeah, mm. I love PayPal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just easy way of sending people money in it. But I think a lot of people don't even realise that Elon Musk had anything to do with PayPal. But mm. he, he he like co-made it when he was in college, I think. Mm. So it was like a while back, you know, back when he was in college, I think he started PayPal with somebody. Yeah. And now it's like a worldwide thing. But that's what I mean. I, I really like it when people make it from like from something, from nothing, you know. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he had like rather a particular... Than like, rather than like massively wealthy parents yeah. and like... Like um or like you know come from like a like like stock like you know he certainly yeah. wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth no he was born no. to a Canadian mother and white South African father raised in Pretoria South, South Africa, Africa. Yeah. um briefly attended the University of Pretoria before moving moving to Canada at yeah. age seventeen. I mean, I, he must have been I th- pretty smart because then he mm. was going... I think he was just from, like, a pretty standard yeah. South yeah. American... Yeah. Sorry, South African family, really. Yeah, that's cool. I like that even more. I, I think that's... I can, you know, obviously... Um, you relate to people more that are more. Do you know what I mean? Like coming um, from what, a place from, that you came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. So like, and I always like those kind of stories more. You know, mm. when people have made mm. something from just like yeah, the ground it, up. Yeah, like just to become almost like from like a, a normal guy, just like a, an average guy in like a South African family, to just being the richest man. Yeah, that's yeah. insane, isn't it? And it's like <laughs> there's like a fairly good chance that like within his lifetime. So what is he about forty? Is he about forty something like that? Elon Musk. Fifty. He's fifty. Is he? Fifty. Well, that hair transplant's doing well. Cause, yeah, because he must have had a hair transplant because he, he sees pictures of him. Hair, didn't he? Yeah. He's sure he was like quite badly bald. Yeah, yeah. But, mate, no, I'm not saying that as a knock to Oh, he's got the money, man. Yeah, he might as well. Money, he's got nice, thick, luscious locks now. Yeah. Right? And he does look a lot better for it. Nobody wants to be like 25 years old no, and like got like a no, bald no, patch, no, do they? No. Like, that's just embarrassing, man. But, um,. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, but, he, he, that's so embarrassing, dude. But like, there's like a fairly good chance that like within his lifetime that you know there'll be like some probably just a small colony, but like a small colony of Mars, mm. probably just like yeah. a few people, you mm. know. But like, as I said, I think I think that he is like one of the like most not just impressive, one but of one the of the greatest minds of our mm. time. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. Like, yeah. and, and I'm like one of the greatest as well. Like, I really, um, I'm like a big fan of him on so many levels. I like the fact that he's like. You know, because we're living in like a crazy time. You know, there's like a lot of wokeness going on nowadays. You know, you, people target you for all sorts of buy Twitter. Yeah, I was going to say, have you seen? Buying yeah, Twitter? yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like we live in like an era where like people will take something that you say out of context, put it in like speech marks on like a magazine article or whatever, or like an internet article, and then mm. try and demonize you. And then people will read it without even going checking the original source. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, people are trying to like cancel you mm. or, or or whatever, like with this crazy cancel culture stuff and. Mate, it's, it's 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 a weird time we're living in, but I like the fact that he's just proper like a no nonsense guy. Mm. As I said, like yeah, because t- Twitter's become so corrupt, isn't it? It's like really, 
it's almost like it's become almost like a dictatorship twitter isn't it they're yeah like, it's, it's like yeah. whoever like the people that own twitter if they don't like somebody or if they're against somebody's political agenda or like their political beliefs it's a better way of putting it is like then they would be cancelled and they'll have their twitter banned a very and extremely then, woke platform but then they push their own agendas mm. which is like corrupt mm. what you should have mm. is like a f- freedom of speech and a balanced society mm. but unfortunately because twitter obviously is technically a business and not like government like you like not the same rules apply do you know what i mean they don't they don't have the same sort of like legal ties mm. so they mm. can get away with being really corrupt so yeah recently elon musk didn't he offer to buy the whole of twitter in cash uh, yeah. He's trying to buy it. Yeah, that that's is such a ball. I literally I read an article. I don't know if it's true, and it was like it's literally just, it just, billions. It literally said mm-hmm. Elon Musk offers um, offers to buy the whole of Twitter in cash, and mm. I just thought that's such a baller move. Mm. You know, he just added the in cash just to be like <laughs> just to be baller. Yeah, mm. just, I, got I, mean? it. I got like, it. Like who who's just like oh, I'm just going <laughs> to buy this like couple of billion dollar thing in cash. Mm. Just imagine how much cash that would actually take. Yeah, he's <laughs> you know beyond I mean? rich though, isn't he? It's like he doesn't even. I don't know if you watch the Joe Rogan episode I'm sure you have I think I've him, watched all of them yeah where he's um he's, well, he's been about, on a few times hasn't yeah, he yeah yeah he's talking about how he's got no like possessions mm. like he literally mm. has no house I remember he, he just gave goes from away place to place like, and rents yeah yeah, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't believe in. He doesn't believe in owning property. Mm. Why is that then? He says, I believe he said something like um, the whole idea of like the American dream, which is like sold to like Americans, but also people in in in, in Europe and Great Britain, is like, you know, you work until you can get on the property ladder, and then almost like, once you're on the property ladder, it's almost like you've you've made it, mm. right? Whereas he says, or at least once you've paid off your mortgage and you own that place, whereas he says that's almost that was like something that was created to benefit the banks and he mm. says it's really it doesn't really have any so like he doesn't own any property anymore yeah he mm. just rents a he, he literally he's so funny he's the richest man on the planet apparently he rents a flat mm. but I guess if you you know if you could get any place in the world that you wanted what's you know what's the need to own it yeah yeah if you no, could yeah. just go from any place you know? I remember hearing as well that apparently Grimes used to find it almost like frustrating when they were together because apparently he was like, um, like he was like a bit tight with his money. Mm. Mm. Apparently, like there'd be like stuff that like you know, like normal everyday families would probably like replace. You know, like say like curtains with holes in and stuff. Mm. And be like, pro- I heard pro- about a mattress with a hole. Yeah, in like that, oh yeah, yeah that that's it. it. It was a mattress. <laughs> and he wouldn't just, replace it. Like probably you know, probably time to just get a new one. And apparently <laughs> he was just like, nah, it's fine. You know, it's pretty comfy. It's, it does the job. But apparently mm. there was like a little spring mm. that would pop up through the hole. And then sometimes it would like scratch their legs when they were sleeping. But he'd be like, no, it's not a big deal. It's still a comfy mattress. It's just, you know, just. And she'd be like, what the hell, man? You're like, it's so crazy. you're literally mm. like, a, a, like a multi-billionaire. Yeah. And you like can't buy, you spend like, what, like $500 on like a half decent mattress. Man. Talking <laughs> about him being remembered and, and we're talking about Mars and everything. Have you guys actually seen the Starlink like in the sky? Uh, no. I'm not no. sure, man. It's so. crazy. Have you got it up was, on that? Yeah, yeah. I've got it up on the YouTube. Um, literally, I was. I remember I was in my girlfriend's hot tub. Yeah. Just watching the sky with her, and you just see this. So for anyone on YouTube, we got the video up now of the Starlink. I, I thought it was like aliens. I big. genuinely thought it was aliens. I was like, that must be the Starlink. Come have a look, man. It looks so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like UFOs flying across the sky, like doesn't it? In a direct strip. There's Whoa. basically all these lights, which are these satellites, which give out, I think it's 5G, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're um, they're basically Much just going in a straight line all across the sky. It's mm. crazy. What, so how come we can't see that in the sky, though? No, we can. When it's doing it, we can. Like, you can literally see it like that. It's not mad. not every I don't know why you can't see it. I've only ever seen it once. I saw it when I was in the, in just in the hot tub. Didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I think 
it it I don't know. Well, no, because I was going to say like the other night. Obviously, it was like a it was a full moon the other night, yeah. wasn't it? So I was like, it out. depends where it is in the sky. I, I was yeah, out like yeah, moon yeah. bathing for quite a while, and I I would have th- I would have like I was proper taking yeah. note of the stars and everything, but I didn't, oh, no, I didn't see it. You definitely can't see it every night. Yeah, obviously, it depends where it is. I as, think as it's well. quite rare it is, you yeah. can see it. Yeah, mm. I know that they obviously. Crazy. I think we, I think we talked about it a little while back, but they um he offered five G, didn't he, to like all of Ukraine because like Russia mm. tried to take out their internet to basically like. You know, so that people in Ukraine would panic. Because if you almost like, cut off the lines of communication, and all the people, all you see around you is like bombs going off and like mm. destruction, then your morale is going to get super low. Mm. But because so they deliberately destroyed the internet and stuff. But because um, Elon Musk like just beamed down five G to everyone, like it keeps that lines of communication going, so that they can look up on their phone or whatever. Like oh, you know that the fight is going on. Mm. You know um, there are like volunteer fighters from the UK and America and other mm. places like coming to help out. You know, um, it's just such, 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 uh, yeah. Again, like that's another reason why I'm a big fan of Elon Musk because that's like a that's he's a, a doer. That's a super mm. decent yeah, but it's a decent thing to do. That's yeah, a super and, decent and thing to do to get it done as well. Imagine if imagine like the government I'm in an R in about yeah. that. How long it would take? But do you know what I mean? Someone who's actually got initiative to actually do something and make a change. He's got the money to it to be able to do it. Didn't he also mm. say something about? I've just realised we're on, we're on a Faneuil's thing for that whole uh, thing. There, so sorry about that. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, but um, That's yeah, right. taking in Gravy Dam. Yeah, man. Oh, what was another thing that I heard? I can't remember. I'll come back to it. That's cool. Um... I've, yeah, got, well, I've got up why you can't see Starlink every night, just to, just right. to close off it's, that. It probably just is where it is in the sky, isn't it? It's um, because of their low orbit, they are hmm. not all reflecting sunlight during the darkest part oh, of the night. Oh, I see. Mm. So, yeah. So you'd only see it sort of like as the, what, like just as the sun's gone down or just as the sun's rising? I guess. Apparently, he said originally that it can be seen during twilight, early evening, and really late at night. Right. Or right before morning twilight. So did you definitely see it when you were in your yes. hot tub? Yes. Oh, cool. It's so crazy. And I it, genuinely thought it was aliens. Mm. <laughs> it, was yeah. the, it was this thing about providing electricity as well. Didn't he say his, um, his um, power plants, like oh, two of yeah. them could uh, could power the world? I think it was six electric. of them. Six yeah. of them could power the world. He's talking like Leonardo the DiCaprio, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, that's a cool crazy. thing. Literally, they, they say like, I can't remember, I think that Leo's like, what, like America? And he's like, no, the entire world. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, mm. but governments could never. Oh agree no, on of course, of course they wouldn't. It's too, it's too political. The mm. thing is, like, yeah. life isn't simple, and life should be simple, and we should aim to make our lives as simple as possible. Um, you know, the world is just compli- complicated enough places it is, but like, unfortunately, it's, it's you know, you think about like all the world's problems and these issues, and you think, okay, well, if a guy has come up with these like factories that can just run all, all the entire planet. In like in like an eco-friendly way, mm. then surely we should just start making that process happen. But it's like, well, for a start, every single country has its own, you know, government mm. or or at least you know its own head they of need state. Ways to make money, don't they? Mm. Yeah, like yeah. that. That you know, to make everyone agree to that, that's mm. that's like insane, man. Mm. You know, it's like you know it, that. It, there's to so, me, that's so like the stupidity of like the human race. Though, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. tribalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the fact that yeah. that it is possible. Yeah, but we just won't do it. It should know. be a no-brainer, really, mm. shouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, man. I think you know a lot of it just comes down to the fact that we're all just freaking big monkeys. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, we're so totally. tri- we're so tribal. You can just imagine like some like Somalian lord and then sitting down with like say like Putin and then like Boris Johnson and then like Joe Biden who doesn't even know what day it is and, that, mm. and they're all just sat down together and it's like right, let's do this and they're just like. Just, just imagine the dialogue mm, between uh, yeah. everyone would just have completely different, different world views. Would almost just be like, "Well, what's in it for me?" Sort of thing. It's like, uh, 
like the the world the being well-being good. of the whole world, <laughs> and also I think that all the people that are in power they probably then be worried. I said it's a silly thing, really. Um, and in my opinion, like you know, that to the victor goes the spoils. Like if Elon Musk has come up with this, maybe he deserves to freaking run the, the world. But like, mm-hmm. I think they would be worried. Like, well, if you're if if he's running the entire world, well then he's become like almost like the emperor of the world. Yeah. <laughs> no, do you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. then it's almost like he has sovereignty over everything. Because then if everyone shuts off every other way of uh, other way of producing energy, mm-hmm. apart from I expect people would keep things like solar panels. Mm-hmm. But other than that, do you know what I mean if you shut down like all the other grids and stuff like that? He would have ultimate power, wouldn't yeah. he? Mm, Almost yeah. like over every country. Mm-hmm. And I think people would be scared of that. And I think that... Um, I personally think the guy seems pretty trustworthy. I think from all of his mm. actions that you can see, I, I wouldn't personally be worried that he'd end up becoming this crazy dictator. Or mm. He seems very, like, just like a... I think one of the things that's cool about Elon Musk is that he seems like a normal guy. Yes. That's, uh, that is yeah. also just, like, a bit of a weirdo, a bit of an introvert, um, a genius... And also just happens to be the richest guy on the planet. To give a strange analogy, 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 analogy of what you were saying about them not being able to give him the power for that. Um, I imagine it being like, you know, when you play Monopoly, mm. imagine you gave every single set to one player, right? And just hoped that he wouldn't put any houses on it and yeah, he promised yeah. not to. And you could all go happily forever, you know, pass and go. No one would lose. But... The trust. You, the trust that you would have to put in someone. Even if it was like a really good friend. Houses, to not take yeah. away your energy. Yeah. Mm. That's a hard thing. And even if it was like a really good friend of yours, you'd still be like, they, oh, I've really hoped yeah, they don't do that. Yeah, he's going to put the house. Yeah, yeah. Well, you wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily think they will, but I'd just be thinking like, I really hope they don't. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, that's what I'd be thinking. But that, yeah, that's a good analogy, man. That's a good analogy. But um, it does seem crazy. It does seem crazy. I, I just think it's mad as well. Like, couldn't, couldn't he, like, give them the power of it? Say he built one in, like, Africa mm. and just, like, gave gave them the technology. Well, almost did it like a business it. deal. Like, yeah, you, like, you give me money it. for this, yeah, but then you and then own that's it. that. Mm. Almost, you know, like, just, and then he wouldn't have control just over it. The same then. Way it's just his technology, you know? Yeah. The same yeah, way you yeah, go yeah. about with just buying a Tesla. Mm. You know? Yeah. Which is, like, you know, I mean, he's a gigafactory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the manual. Yeah. Get to it, guys. Yeah. Maybe you could even have, like, a little thing where he, like, trains up the engineers to for that factory yeah so, and then that's exactly. it you know you could have one Hand in a- over the power have one enjoy. in every continent yeah have one in europe yeah. have one in uh in africa etc you know mm. and then just yeah that that would be a good i mean i don't i don't sure obviously that's not like a, a doesn't take a genius to come come out with that you mm. know that that mm. so what why that you know those things haven't been even discussed i don't know maybe yeah. they have been discussed i don't know but it just seems crazy to me that anybody can go on YouTube and mm. watch him saying that. Yeah. Watch Elon Musk saying yeah. literally, like, it's, I'm pretty sure it's six, he says. I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure he says, yeah, six of mm. his factories could run, like, the, the the entire planet. But it's like, why isn't that being taken more seriously? Mm. 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 That technology that's actually there. Did you hear about how corrupt this whole thing with Twitter is, though? Like, that since, um, since he's tried to buy it, because um, all like the other shareholders in Twitter for some mm. reason hate him. Mm. I think it's because you know, because he's so freedom of speech in mm. that, and because they're like little tyrants essentially. They did this like weird, unprecedented move where they like sh- where they like gave all the shareholders a twenty four hour opportunity to buy more shares in the company for every shareholder other than Elon Musk. Mm. With Whoa. the idea being that obviously it the more shares that well. they have. Mm the less power he has because mm. his percentage mm. of ownership goes down. And also the value of the shares goes down as well. Yeah. So it's almost a bit of like you're kicking yourself a little bit because it makes the value of your shares less. Yeah. But, but you know, it just gives that other person less power as well. Because so. he was, isn't, yeah. isn't there certain stuff of companies where one person can't 
own a certain amount of stocks. Like you can't go over fifty percent of stocks if it's public because no, some of it needs to be owned by other people. Am I right on that? I don't know. Probably. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I'm there is sure. something like if it, with a certain like type of company yeah. that's set up, so yeah. it can never just be owned by one person. I know. I know. One thing was that he he almost wanted to be on like the board mm. for yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, didn't he the, back out of that? They though? they have like a rule. Yeah, I think so. They have like a rule where if you have over fifteen percent of the shares or something like that, you can't be you on the can't board. be on the board. Oh, okay. And he was like, oh, I'd probably want to buy more shares. Yeah, yeah. And I want to be on the board. So, but he wants to like re- completely revamp it, doesn't he? Because Twitter's become like this nasty. It's like mm. a really nasty place. Toxic. I know. I've Toxic, never yeah. gone on Twitter. No, me like, neither. Never, ever. And I wouldn't ever go on it. But because I've I've heard enough to make me not mm. want to go on it, you know. But apparently it's like you know the the fact people get as I said it's, all the, it's like the home of cancel culture, mm. the home of wokeness. But it's also just uh, the home of almost like online bullying. That's how I almost mm. see it. It's like a mm. place of just like negativity, mm. bullying, cancelling. I mean, what even is the word like cancelling? Like how how yeah. do you cancel somebody? Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm cancelling you. Mm. Like how can you just decide to ca- like what does that even mean? Do you know what mm. I mean? Like if mm. I decide like, oh I've just decided I'm gonna cancel you guys mm. like what does that mm. even mean mm. do you know what I mean like the fact that like some people even like actively try and get people to lose their jobs and, mm. and, and not just lose their jobs but almost like get to the point where they won't ever get a job again it's like yeah, yeah. you're ruining people's lives man Yeah. like mm. what because you don't agree with everything that they think mm. well what happened to you know I didn't realise we lived in like a you know the west like every, everywhere in the world but especially somewhere like the west where traditionally it has been relatively free you know what I mean? I'm talking mm. like compared to things like, you know, obviously back in the day, we obviously had not that long ago, we had the Soviet Union. Well, Russia's still pretty <laughs> crazy now. <laughs> but like, you know, and then you think about, um, you know, let's place it some places in the Middle East are, are, are like corrupt and stuff, you know, like homosexuality and like even like, you know, women's rights are like really, really bad still. Mm. So you think especially at the West, which traditionally has almost, in my opinion, almost like carried the torch for like forward thinking mm. and rationalised thinking you know that whole idea of like freedom of speech and you know the fact that you, you you should be able to get on with somebody even if they don't share the same views with you if they you know if somebody has a different religion than you different political outlook you know different sexual orientation whatever you should be able to get on with that person mm. as long as you if you're a decent human being you guys are going to be decent to each other and that's fine you know let's just discuss things like as adults you know it's like you really like you should grow up by the time you're sort of like you know in sort of like year year 10 in like secondary school like you should be growing out of that whole thing of like well if you disagree with somebody you like hit them do you know what i mean like every now and again you know like oh you know arguments happen and sometimes things you know get a little bit fisticuffs happen after one too many drinks and stuff but it's not condoned by society no and especially not on like something like a a global organization like twitter where you're like Mm. actively almost like encouraged to like destroy people's lives just yeah, because they don't yeah. share your ideology that is just mad it's a weird one because anytime someone owns something i'm i'm like oh you can't tell them what they should or should be doing as in like you know say if it's your company the yeah. per- the person who cre- created twitter yeah. like the fact everyone is using it like you know if they set it up as like a, a totally free thing yeah but do you know what i mean like everyone's going to have their own set of rules and prerogatives like for for like a business or something mm. it's like it's like someone someone coming to your shop and or coming into your house and you're saying like you got to take your shoes off when you come in the house mm-hmm. mm. do you know what i mean if that's your rule that's your rule so yeah. like if twitter's yeah. got those rules and that and that's the, just 
use another platform. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm. it just seems like, because it is, it's cor- it, it seems like really like cancelling everything, but I just think, don't use it. Like, you know? Yeah, I think mm. the problem with Twitter, though, is that like so many so people do use it. Yeah. That's why I almost... We need like a more free social media that's, uh, yeah. that's uh, yeah. almost the equivalent, but it isn't censored. Well, I, think, I think this is a problem that we have, and I think it's, it's because, obviously, social media is a relatively new thing. I mean, like, within... Um, at least within our lifetime, Drew. Like, oh yeah, totally. We remember when it wasn't like MySpace. social media wasn't a thing. Yeah, like, you know, we get home from school and we talk to our friends on like MSN. MSN Messenger. Yeah, that was the first thing. The that was connecting like the, thing, yeah. wasn't it? But that, that was, was just like, like that was essentially just like almost like like. That, that was the same as basically like f- Facebook Messenger, but on a, just on a... I used to spend hours screen. on that. I used oh, to get everyone did. And just literally, everyone would just be online every, from ev- school and just yeah. like... Everyone just from our generation away. did, didn't they? Yeah. Everyone did. You ha- you could have groups or you could just have like, like you know, and you just chat to your mates from school, whatever. Mm. Um, I remember actually, that's, I remember actually, that's how you got your name Drew back because for some <laughs> reason I came up with it on MSN Messenger and then I remember I messaged everyone in our school. Like just randomly just sent everyone messages and I was like... <laughs> From now on, call Drew Drew back. <laughs> and I just remember, like, some some people just, like, quite a lot of people probably just replied to me, like, okay. <laughs> it's just like, no, nobody argued Name with it. Nobody forever. argued. Nobody argued. It just almost, like, uh, like um, dawned on me, because, like, yeah, the reason we call Drew Drew back is because Dimebag, we talked about Pantera earlier, Dimebag Daryl was, like, the lead guitarist of Pantera, like, a legendary guitarist who, like, um, and apparently he's still around nice guy who died on stage got shot on stage and killed what? back in back in I want to say was it like 2004 2005 That's I think crazy. it was about 2005 yeah yeah because like, I, there... I saw him live at uh, 2004 at Down might, might even be in 2006 Six, it was 2005 2006 was there a reason behind it yeah there was some crazy ex-American marine um, who'd like gone he'd gone crazy right um, and he apparently I think if I remember this rightly he was like this obsessed Pantera fan um, and Pantera had broken up. Basically, Phil Anselmo um, had like uh, like drug issues and stuff like right, that. And he'd, right, right. he'd fallen out with the Abbott brothers. So the drummer of Pantera, Vinnie Paul, was the brother of the guitarist, um, Dimebag right, Daryl. Right. And he sort of like had fallen out with the Abbott bros. Um, and Rex Brown and Phil Anselmo sort of like went one way. And then Down. Dimebag mm. and Vinnie Paul went another way. And they started this band called Damage Plan. And Rex Brown and um, Phil were in this band called um, Down. Down. And there was this, like, crazy, um, like, obsessed Pantera fan, ex-Marine, and he thought that there were subliminal messages in Pantera's music from Phil Anselmo telling him to kill Dimebag Daryl. So he went to a Damage mm. Plan concert with a concealed firearm. Whoa. And he got to the front, and then he just started shooting, and he just shot down, shot Dimebag Daryl on set. I'm pretty, sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure a security guard died as well. It was either a security guard, or it was like a, a tech, a techie, like a roadie. Mm. That's crazy. Apparently somebody like, God bless her soul, man. Apparently somebody like tried to save Dime, like tried to jump in front of him. I can't remember if it was a security guard or if it was a roadie. Right. But either way, he tried to use himself as a human shield. Like, literally sacrificed himself yeah, for this yeah, dude, yeah. you know? This guy, mm. like, what a hero! But that, I'm pretty sure, yeah, two people died. I'm mm. pretty sure, yeah. Damn. And and the guy got shot in the venue. There was yeah. a police, uh, uh, police nearby or something, and, and he, he got c- in. Yeah, I can almost like, picture the guy in my head. He was like a skinhead, and mm. I'm pretty sure he was an ex-US Marine. Shame, Whoa. man. Also, it's, I feel bad for like. I know it's like a funny thing to say, but I feel bad for the US Marines as well because it's obviously it's a very prestigious. Mm. sort of like part mm. of the military mm. in, in the United mm. States military do you know what I mean like you don't not everyone becomes a marine like mm. it's like rigorous so the, yeah. rigorous training is it, train. is, is it not, not, as SAS no, no, no. I'd mm. say no I'd say like things like US Navy SEALs mm. more and like right. black ops that's more like right, right, but still right. like to mm. be it would be the same thing as being like a, a royal marine mm. so you know in, yeah. in, in Britain you can become a royal marine mm. in America you can just become like a marine 
mm. like a US Marine. Um, you know, so it's like, but it's high level. Mm. There's like a difference between being like an av- you know, a normal soldier and being like a Marine. Like the, mm. the training is intense. You have to be physically and mentally really tough. And I personally have like a lot of respect for that, you know, mm. because as I said, you, you don't just get off the couch one day, get off the sofa and then just decide to become a, a Marine. Whether mm. it's a US Marine or Royal Marine, like you have to be fit, you have to yeah. be strong, yeah, yeah, and those yeah. skills have to be developed. There's a lot of skills that go into that, and I think almost like to tarnish the reputation, because um, let's face it, an organization, wh- whether it's like a sports team or like a unit of the military or a government, you're made, you're, you're like this. It's made up of like the sum of its parts, isn't it? And if those, if you have like certain parts that are corrupt you're tarnishing everything mm. that's you know mm. you're tarnishing everything and i think you know because let's face it there will be a lot of decent marines mm. you know and stuff like that but i think you know you hear about this like oh crazed skinhead like psycho x marine yeah, yeah. Sh- shoots down like guitarist on stage and you just think tragic man yeah it's just bad it's bad all the way around isn't it mm. it's bad all the way around but um how do we get into that anyway about shooting dime back you how you got that? your nickname oh so oh, social yeah. media <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That we told a nice little went on a little brand, told a little story there <laughs> about Dime by Daryl. Rest in peace, Dime by Daryl and Vinnie Paul. Friend of the part. Um, friend of the part. You mm. guys are a friend of the part forever. But yeah, so um, obviously Drew's a lead guitarist. And Drew also, when his hair's long, he's got like hair very similar to Dime back. So Dime back Daryl had like the same color hair as Drew, like really long, like massive mm. hair. And Drew's hair's like Curly pretty much exactly baby. the same. And Drew used to, well, he still does, but used to really, really like Pantera um, and is a lead guitarist. Mm. Like a metal lead guitarist. So put five and five together. It sort of just dawned on me yeah, that like dime bag, Drew bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I literally just messaged everywhere and then just sort of it stuck like overnight, mm. didn't it? Mm. But the reason we were talking about that was because <laughs> we were saying that social media is yeah. just in our our lifetime. Oh, I love it when and, it comes back back and, together. And like you know, rarely so, happens. So, so it's like we want a new one that's just a like just one and adjust. Bring back. Yes. Social MSN media. Messenger, yeah. baby. Yeah. Bring back MSN Messenger. I can't remember any politics in that. <laughs> Just um, lots of like spotty blokes asking girls to send pictures of their boobies. boobies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, or whatever. Webcam. That was like when when like webcam was first a thing, wasn't it? Good times. <laughs> I think everyone everyone had a friend, didn't they? That would always be like, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Promiscuous. Yeah, like you know, what I mean, you you always had that like naughty friend, didn't you? I can think of I can think of who mine was. I can think of a few. <laughs> that was like you know, there's a word I'm looking for. It's like um, I can't think of it. But way basically, when you're like yeah, floating with girls and always like trying to get them to like flash you and stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. all guys had like mates like that. And if you didn't have a mate like that in school, you that probably because you are that mate. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, but that was good times. But yeah, we do need um, ah. That was going to be my original point. My original point was that... Full circle. Because social media is such a new thing, like, you can't can't ahead of time um, anticipate what flaws are going to come with something until Mm, they start mm, arising. mm, mm, So, you know, something something like social media, like, it's it's been around, what now, like, for about 20 years? mm. Um, You know, the rise of it, like, 15, 20 years... um, and it's only really gotten to like now where it's, it's become this like massive global juggernaut mm. um and it's like we only now really can see like the the, the massive flaws with it, it you has know evolved. it's like it's, it's almost like too much oh. of a big thing that it can have mm. the rules that it has mm. you know it almost like needs some higher power to like to sanction it almost yeah. you know it's because it almost believe, seems like the wild west i can't believe i haven't talked about this yet there's a new app 
um, that people have been getting. Probably just a fad. It seems like a fad mm. to me. Uh, it's called Be Real. Mm. And literally, well, it's exactly what we're talking about. All right. Right? So the concept is once real, a man. day, you have to take a photo. You've got two minutes to take a photo. And it will just send you a notification. Everyone gets the, the same time of day. And you just have to take a photo of whatever you're doing at that point. <laughs> and everyone just gets one photo. And, you, and it's a way of seeing everyone's real life mm-hmm. rather than seeing what everyone wants to put out on social media. You mm. know, Like you might yeah. literally just be sat in bed like doing nothing when you get the notification. And you've just got to send a photo of you sat on bed doing nothing. Mm. And it's so much more healthy than watching everyone on Instagram or something going to, you know, if you go on Instagram and you've had, you know, quite a bad week, you're mm. not doing anything and you're just seeing everyone going to these concerts, going on holiday, going to all these places in the sun. Yeah, comparison and just, yeah exactly. kicks in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, this is, I think it's just a lot more healthy way of, of looking at social media and, and becoming real again. Definitely, mm. man. You're listening to Aspen Weight Radio. Oh, baby. Yes, you are listening to Aspen Weight Radio and you're also listening to Pandora's Box. Thanks for tuning with us this evening. I'm your host as usual. To the right of me, we have Ram, the man that rams his family. In ram, 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 ram. To the ram. left of me, we have Gravy Dayum, the greatest and cockiest bowler that's ever lived. Gravy Dayum, baby. Nice to meet you. Yeah, we were mm-hmm. just talking um, before these last tracks, which, by the way, were Pyre by Opeth. That's a cracking track. And then before that, Luna Sea by Camel. So um, I hope that you have gotten your feet back down to earth now after being shot off into space for the, with those tracks. I have to say, I love music like that that just sort of transports mm. you, that you can just turn up loud and then just sort of go, go on this full-on journey. Um, I love listening to stuff like that in the car when I'm driving, just on my own, just crank up super mm. loud and almost like do the windows up so you're almost like in this weird little bubble mm. and then just, just full-on just enjoy the music. But anyway, we were talking before the break about, um, you were talking about like Instagram and stuff. And mm. I remember actually, it's funny, you were talking about, um, I was talking about Elon Musk and you were talking about him being on the Joe Rogan podcast. I remember one of the things that they spoke about, I think Joe asked Elon if he had Instagram and he said he used to. But the reason he got rid of it was because everybody's life on Instagram almost like seems too perfect. Yes, and as a result, it exactly. like it, it's like, to some people, doesn't doesn't bother me, but I think like to some people that maybe are like insecure or something like that, mm. like it makes them almost feel depressed about their own lives mm. because everyone else's life seems so good mm. and because people only post like the best stuff and and it's like i, I think i think it's like body image as well and stuff right. like if if you're watching um if you're going on instagram and everyone you see has got you know does it make you feel insecure or if creepy. you're a woman like does it make you feel insecure? i don't know yeah i'm always nervous when i go on instagram but um mm. <laughs> but um <laughs> um see a picture of the rock you're like oh I'm, oh, just, I'm gravy I'm gonna just sign out. Yeah. <laughs> I am Gravy Dayum. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. So you're nothing better. Gravy Dayum is a um, superstar athlete, so you haven't got anything exactly, to worry about. Man. Exactly, exactly, dude. Gravy Dayum, baby. But yeah, I know. I, I really like Instagram. I actually have to say, like, I do definitely agree that there is that element to Instagram. Mm. Like, you know, everybody's life does almost like you, the amount of pages you can go on, and it almost just seems like everybody's life mm. is like you almost it seems like perfect. Mm. But um I don't know. I think there's a lot of cool stuff to see on Instagram, and not everything's like that. I mean, there are some pages I follow, which is just like you know, uh, like Isle of Man Insta, for example. Yeah. Like the Isle of Man in Britain, and it's just loads of really nice pictures of the Isle of Man. Yeah. And then like nice yeah. pictures of like seals swimming along on the coast, and like basking sharks and dolphins and stuff. Mm. Like to me, that's just 
Do you know I mean yeah. that's that's not like that's yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. something it's like how that's you use the yeah. app, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, when you're interested in things like, like for me, like loads of these handmade guitars, you get all yeah. these like luthier companies that are just like on Instagram, and I wouldn't know them other otherwise. I just kind of go for a scroll of putting like guitar stuff, yeah. and it's mm. like it's so cool, like that. I just, Super easy to edit yeah. the photos and that as well. Yeah, or, yeah or it's if, who you follow, isn't it? I yeah, think. if you're if you're a fan of like you use it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I think there's there's a lot of like douchey like social. What are they called like social media influencers? Yeah, like yes, yes. Man, if you even like say you're a social media influencer, you're probably a bit yeah. of a douche. I mean, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like yeah, like Meg loves it. It's all these people who are out traveling and that, and they're like these couples, and it's all like. Everything they do seems to be for their Instagram. Oh, I, I, I remember it's like a nightmare. Like <laughs> I remember it almost like made me laugh, but at the same time, almost made me feel like a bit like sad. But it made me laugh because of um, just how much it ex- showed, like how much of a con it all is. <laughs> there were these like social media influences, which influencers, which apparently it was like this couple, which apparently they literally made their living by just preaching to people relationship advice and like how to how to be successful in a relationship and they yeah. post pictures of themselves like all across the world just like hugging and like like an kissing. agony aunt sort of thing yeah but well not really like just all like just preaching people just how, how to have uh, yeah how to have yeah, it yeah, yeah. and like a because like agony aunt implies that people are like you know uh, telling them like so- sob stories you know and then you're applying no it wasn't really like that they were just almost just like preaching to people but they were like right. They were like selling themselves to people, so people were like buying into like you know I think I don't know if it was like Patreon or like, something like coaching and stuff as yeah, well. But yeah, yeah, they were mm-hmm. making like a full on living from it yeah, and making yeah. real good. And it was like they were literally just traveling the world, mm. right? As and that already winds me up a little bit. It's like who? Why do you think that your relationship is so perfect and so special that you literally expect people to pay you to tell? them how to have a successful relationship mm. like in my opinion that's already like okay that those people's egos are like crazy mm. right but um apparently that anyway um they ended up breaking up right because oh, no. the guy ended up going on an ay- ayahuasca ceremony and then while he was there he met another chick and then he left the the the, the i think her name was like <sighs> I, I think this the lady that has um she the lady that um was with him originally has a podcast i think i can remember her name i don't want to i don't want to say it but um, yeah, he ended up leaving her for this for this woman. Um, he met on an ayahuasca trip, and then you know did the whole like, oh, you know, the ayahuasca ceremony like showed me that this was the person I was really supposed to be with. And I was like, mate, you got freaking, you got horny in the jungle, you know, after doing some ayahuasca, and you this woman was clearly attractive. You know, and you got with her. Okay, let's just call a freaking spade a spade. You can make it seem all like as create, you know, as fantastical and, and and make it sound all as nice as you like, all disnified as you like. But let's just like tell you how it is. Mm. All right, I can't stand it when people do things like that. Winds me up. Should have taken his own advice. Yeah, but like mm. the fact that, do you know what I mean? So it's like I feel bad for the woman because the woman probably did think that she was in like such a good relate, like the original woman that she probably did think that she was in such a good relationship that she felt like she was from a place to maybe give that sort of advice even though i do that still does like i do i know in my opinion it's still unsolicited but like yeah i don't know it's just do you know what i mean just like almost like the it just it just seems it just shows how almost like of a con that whole social mm. media thing is mm. oh this perfect couple oh let's like get let's like pay for coaching for them to tell us how to have a successful relationship or to tell me as like a single man how i need to like how i can be like get in like a perfect relationship with somebody mm. and meanwhile like basically they were just touring the world taking all these like snazzy pictures of themselves making themselves look amazing on instagram and then the freaking guy just ended up as soon as he got like a freaking hard on on his first holiday away from his missus just getting with some freaking chick next to him like i'm like come on man you know stuff like that i just think 
does my head in. But yeah, just just a good example of something that I thought of, you know, we're talking about those like social yeah. media influencers that apparently have these like perfect lives. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you want to you want to be like them and and stuff like that. But as I said, just don't follow people like that. Yeah, exactly. I say I think I think if you like have like a musician you really like or something, yeah, it's mm. nice to follow them. You know, like bands and stuff, whatever you're into. If you've got hobbies, obviously you're naturally going to follow people that are like have the same hobbies of you, but are like more advanced. Mm. You know, because then you that's how you learn. Mm. And you that know? is. Pandora's box advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some more advice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go on Pandora's box Insta. Give us a follow. Yeah, and we will. Um, we'll just give you advice. Yeah, man. About your life. Life advice. Some money. How to be a weirdo. Yeah. How to be a weirdo. Um, but a weirdo that's into loads of different stuff, and hopefully we'll learn some crazy stuff along the way. Sometimes about aliens. Sometimes not. (sighs) Either way. Talking about crazy stuff. Yeah. Could you tell us about Michael Rockefeller? Yes, I can. Right, story time, kids. So, Michael Rockefeller was from, I suspect some of you out there have heard, like, the famous Rockefeller family. So, they're, like, one of the most powerful families in America. I think to this day, they are, really. Mm. Um, But Michael Rockefeller, um, he was the fifth child of a New York governor and of former U.S. Vice President Nelson Rockefeller. He was also the grandson of American financer John D. Rockefeller Jr. and the great-grandson of Standard Oil co-founder John D. Rockefeller. So this family were like mega rich. Big time. Mega, mega rich. Can mm. you get up a picture of Michael Rockefeller? Yeah, man. You got one up now. But anyway, he, Michael Rockefeller had an interesting life and also a gruesome end. <sighs> which is always is interesting. Um, but yeah, anyway, he, he got really into travelling. And... Um, he sort of like traveled the world and stuff. And um, he ended up on an expedition in um, what's known as the Asmat region of southwestern Netherlands, New Guinea, which is now part of the Indonesian province of Papua. So um, Michael Rockefeller was born in 1938 and um, he went on this expedition in 1961. So um, they were traveling down a river in the middle of nowhere. And this part of it, of like modern day Indonesia, it's like... It's it's one of those places where there's like it's like the ends of the earth yeah. when you're there. Like there's like no, there's no civilization around for like hundreds of miles. There's mm. just it's just like native tribes. It's just little nomadic native tribes nice. that have no contact with the outside world. You know, like they don't they pretty much are like still in the stone age. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um they were tra- anyway, he was traveling on this expedition down there and they were going down a river and their boat capsized. And everything went to, to hell and everything like that. And um, long story short, they, they were like waiting there to be rescued for a while. Um, and after a while, he got he got sick of sick of waiting. So he said that he thought that he could make a swim for the shore. Um, and he was going to try and, you know, run back to like civilization and, you know, get help for everyone. But um, anyway, he, he swam off, swam to shore, started running off. Oh, no, I don't think anybody even ever saw him make it to, made it to shore, actually. No, he just started swimming. That was the last time he saw he, he got saw, like, swimming off by the other people that were, mm. like, you know, surviving in the water. Um, and he just disappeared. And, like, nobody saw him again. Mm. And, like, it was, like, wondered for, for years what happened. And, obviously, he's got a like, super rich family. So, like, yeah. ooh, it's, it became, like, a global mm. thing. Apparently it, was, apparently, it was in the newspapers everywhere at the time. It was in the newspapers all over America, all over Europe, like pretty yeah. much, you know, it's all over the. He would have been young as well, like twenty three, I think. Was it thirty eight? Well, he was, he was born, born in thirty eight. Yeah, so he was. He was a young man. Yeah, twenty three. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I believe 
The photo I have up now yeah. is the last ever known photograph really? of Michael Rockefeller. And there's there's a documentary, and this is the story I heard, which is slightly like different to the story you heard. What's that? Um, was that he was actually eaten by cannibals Matt, of this tribe. You've just given away the good ending. Oh. I was going to get into the story, Bullwinkle. Oh. You've ruined it. Sorry. <laughs> Let's just move on. Oh. No, I'm only joking. No, I'm just joking. Um, yeah, so he disappeared anyway. Well, make the connection. Make the connection. Right, so yeah, so he disappeared. Um, and then this like global inquiry got put into it, like investigation. Um, not that many sort of like leads like turned up. But eventually they ended up um, speaking to the leaders of what were this what were this like tribe called um the leaders of the Otsjenep village mm. which apparently was the village that Rockefeller would have likely first encountered when mm. he had made it to land from where they were um and there they were straight up told that he was killed and eaten right as part of a revenge killing because um, they they were such tribal people. And it does make sense. I mean, to, to, to people like us, you'll be like, what, this guy had nothing to do with it. But apparently the people of this tribe, the, um, the Otsjenep village um, in modern-day Indonesia, they saw all... They referred to anybody that was white as the white tribe. So, because they they had never seen white people before, so they in, thought that they were all part of the right. same yeah. tribe. Yeah, until right. white people started going exploring there, um, they had never seen a white person before, and they were sort of like fascinated by white people. But apparently, a Dutch patrol, right? So, literally, like think like a guy from America, literally on the other side of the Atlantic, had nothing to do with um, you know the Dutch mm. in any way. But apparently, a Dutch patrol. Um, three years earlier, in 1958, um, killed a couple of people from the village. I'm not sure why, um, but yeah, they they end up sh- they shot a couple of people from the village, and the Oxygenet people remembered that, and they mm. always hadn't said so. From their point of view, the f- they suddenly one day it seemed like this guy, Michael Rockefeller, came across a tribe, and it's the first time they'd seen a white person since they'd known that people from their tribe had been killed mm. by, by, by white people. So they killed him and ate him. It's a cannibalistic tribe. I know it seems like crazy to think, but yeah, some tribes, um, I don't know if they're still around today. If they are, they're probably still cannibalistic to this day, but mm. there are still some cannibalistic tribes in the world, which is crazy to us, because obviously, let's face it, I mean, it seems like an obvious thing to say, but being a cannibal is very taboo. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like right up there with like incest mm. and that. Do you know what I mean? It's like the idea of like eating human flesh mm. is just weird, isn't it? And apparently, it makes you go mad as well. Did you know that? I I heard apparently like it's it's the brain, isn't it? Like mm. you could you could eat all other parts of a human, but oh, if not, you eat I'm the brain, sure. that's the bit that makes you go crazy. Apparently. Oh really? Yeah. It's it's something. Yeah. There's something in the brain where it's like if you eat your own species brain oh yeah i know that that is there is something that isn't that how mad like, isn't that how mad cow disease crazy. started i think so i think can so, you look yes. that up i believe just out of interest is. i yeah. want to see like say like how did i'm pretty sure mad cow disease started because somehow cows no it was like mm-hmm. it was like something that unhygienic that the farmers were doing and somehow traces of like cow brain got into their feed and then do you remember, do you remember like it was like a big thing in like the the early to mid 90s there was like a cow disease pandemic in like I think it was just Britain, wasn't it? Hmm. But I remember, 
I remember my mum like not really wanting me to eat beef when I was a little kid. Mm. Do you remember? But just your parents was they would have been before. I remember the mad cow disease and, and foot and mouth disease as well. That yeah. was another one that was. I like... remember when you just put their foot in their mouth and be like, "I've got foot and mouth disease." Yeah. Hey! <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But yeah, I remember my mum like not wanting me to eat beef. Yeah, that must have been hard, man. <laughs> well, I was only like five. Yeah. <laughs> just quite happy with a chicken burger instead. Yeah. You know? What What is mad cow mad cow disease do to you? Does that actually make you go mad? Makes you mad. I don't know. I can't. I don't know exactly what it did. As I said, I have, I've never really looked into it. I just remember mm. it being a thing when I was a little kid, mm. and obviously when I was like a little boy, I didn't really know. I didn't the ins and outs. I just knew that like if you caught mad cow disease, obviously it was like bad. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like oh, I don't know. Type it up. Type in mad cow disease symptoms. Let's have a look. Let's see what happens when you get mad cow disease. Mm-hmm. I tried to find out if it was from eating the cow brains, but I couldn't find anything that really? said it was. But I have heard that before. I think. So. Yeah, I, I definitely heard that. Like you can go. Like crazy from eating like your own species mm-hmm. tissue. I didn't know. I didn't know it was specifically Tastes the brain. Like pig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they know. Apparently, yeah. They they the nickname for human meat. Some cannibals apparently have called it long pig mm. because apparently human meat most resemble out of all the meats that like most people would know the taste of. Apparently, we most resemble uh, pork. Piggies. Pork. Whoa. Yeah. Apparently, human flesh tastes like pork, mm. and it's like I can sort of see why in a way. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because, mm. like, piggies, you know, like, let's face it, a lot of humans aren't the leanest animals, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I'm not, like, you know, I could imagine I'd almost be a bit porky, mm. you know? <laughs> I could imagine I'd taste like a pork, like a big pork chop, you know? I had three pork sausages this morning. Did you? So good. Could have been a bit long. <laughs> <laughs> long pig sausages. <laughs> yeah, but like long pig, pig. That's, like the, that's like the nickname for human flesh. But that's where also like the um, there's a lot of like Native American and stuff like myths and legends of things like Wendigos mm. originate. Apparently, it's like yeah, so it's like they were Wendigos. Yeah, so yeah. a Wendigo is like a a crypto like zoology creature. So it's like so cryptozoology. Yeah, so like, you, zoology is like yeah. the study of animals, yeah. and cryptozoology mm. is like any animal that hasn't been confirmed. By science, that but some people say they're real. So like, right, a, okay. so like a Bigfoot, Nessie, yeah, mm. Nessie, a mm. Bigfoot, anything like that, a Wendigo, a mm. werewolf. It would all fall under. I cri- haven't actually heard of the Wendigo one. Yeah, mm. well, I love the factors as well because I think how do you even get into that profession and how do you even make any money from it? But some people, obviously, it's a very niche mm. like section of um, like society. But some people are even like for a living cryptozoologists, mm. and I think. For a start, sign me up. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, but like, how yeah, how would you, you even get it. into that? Like, wait, I'm a cryptozoologist. Okay, so what do you do? I I study werewolves and bigfoots <laughs> and wendigos for a living. Specialise in wendigos. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I suppose you could like make sales from like books and stuff. Yeah, like an yeah, author, like, yeah. Books it's about. interesting. I think it's super interesting. But yeah, yeah, like Native Americans used to say that if you ate um, another human's flesh, you would turn into a wendigo. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's mm. right. I think that is. What I remember playing Until Dawn. It's right. like a horror game, and that's all based oh, is about it? like the Wendigo. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I you turn into it. it by by becoming a cannibal. Yeah, and then you beca- it gives you like this like dark supernatural powers. Apparently, you like move super fast, and you um you look you turn into like a monster. Mm, yeah, and Mate. you get super strength and like claws. Mm. And... Should I get up some photos? Yeah, of the Wendigos. Man. What about as similar well? to like a werewolf, but in my opinion, like a bit freakier. Ah, oh, they look even cool, like creepier than I thought they were. Yeah, get some pictures of Wendigos in there. A what about sort of a goat man? Aren't they? Uh-huh. Maybe the creep. Maybe the people of the that village I was on about. What were they called again? The uh, the Otsjenep village. Maybe they were all mm. Wendigos. Mm. 
What about as well um, when people get transplants and stuff of actually other people's flesh, like in their bodies, not eaten, but yeah. you know, like you know, just transplanted, and then people get different, like kind of. Uh, things happen to their personality. People like, mem- like me- oh, they memories. have memories. It's almost like memories transfer with that person's yeah. like flesh, you know? Whoa. Yeah, I've, I've, heard, I've heard stories of that. Like people having like heart transplants or kidney transplants. And then liking completely different foods yeah. and that or being obsessed with a certain type of... Yeah, or, they, or they'll like remember somebody that they never thought mm. they'd like known before, and then it would turn out that it was like the wife of the man. Yeah, who's yeah. like gave you that, that. That always blows my mind a little that, like, bit, those kind of things. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, horror crazy. I reckon mad cow, disease, mad cow disease must come from the brain because it sounds similar. It's like loss of intellect and memory, yeah. changes in personality, loss of balance and coordination. So just all kind of yeah. stuff that sounds like it comes uh, from yeah, the brain. Yeah, as I said, I'm not 100% if it was brain, if, if it was because they didn't brain, but I'm pretty sure with like the mad cow disease, it was because cows had somehow eaten cow matter. Mm, but I think right. it was something, I think, I think it was the brain. I think it was the brain. Right. But either way, cows shouldn't eat cows and humans shouldn't eat humans because you might turn into a Wendigo. But imagine how freaky that would have been for that Michael Rockefeller guy. Because he probably didn't even know about that, obviously, that Dutch... Looking for some help. Mm, Of course he didn't. In fact, Mm. definitely wouldn't have. Yeah, Yeah, like you wouldn't have known that some Dutch people randomly had like shot these people in this little village Mm. in the middle of nowhere like Mm -hmm. three years ago. So imagine that. You're like coming and you're like, oh, help, like some, some people I'm with and then they just look at you and then they just tie you up. God knows how they killed him, and then oh just the idea God. that they started, they just ate him. Crazy. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It says in 1969. So it took a while because he disappeared in 1961. So it says in 1961, journal- journalist Milt Macklin travelled to the island to investigate Rockefeller's disappearance. He dismissed reports of Rockefeller living as a captive or as a Kurtz-like figure in the jungle, but concluded that circumstantial evidence supported the idea that he had been killed. Several leaders of the Otsjinet village, where Rockefeller likely would have arrived had he made it to shore, had been killed by a Dutch patrol in 1958, thus providing rationale for a revenge by the tribe against someone from the White Tribe. Cannibalism and headhunting in the Azmat tribe were was like fairly common, and goes on to say. Mm. Crazy, Crazy man. stuff, Crazy man. Stuff. But no, no remains um, have ever been found, apparently. Apart from a bone necklace. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's probably just like a little like skull on a stick somewhere. Yeah. 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 It's here somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But like, because you're not, I can't remember what, because I don't remember, I don't know exactly how it works. Because usually, obviously, rules are only sort of like governed by like, say, you know what I mean? Or like, say like, we're governed by the UK parliament. Mm. And obviously, if in America, you're like, every state has its, its laws, but then there's like federal, federal law, law, isn't yeah. it? You know? Mm. Um so I don't know exactly how it works, but you're not allowed to interfere with like these nomadic tribes, are you? Mm. You're not allowed to mm. interfere with their lives. I, don't, I think it's like, I don't know if it's like actually like illegal, but you're like not allowed to, are you? Mm. Mm. I think that's the case in other tribes more than others and other areas yeah. more yeah. than others. But there's su- there's, there are still some completely untouched tribes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. which is crazy. I find there, crazy. There are, tri- there are tribes to this day that like apparently if you like fly over in like a helicopter in like South mm. America, shoot they shoot bow and arrows at yeah. you. So the one in mm. Centennial Island... And people sent in an island. It's just like some island completely... Is that like the one where the Christian missionary went and they killed him straight away? Yes. Mm, yeah, yes. I heard about that. Did yeah, you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, I heard about that as well, yeah. Some, like, Christian missionary. He was, like, told not went to because, to like I said... Preach, yeah. yeah. It's by Thailand, this one. Like, that is one, it? isn't it? I is think. it? Yeah, yeah. There's, like, the photos of the people on the beach, like... Like, waving their with arrows. Their bows yeah, and yeah. Their, yeah, With, like, yeah, just, yeah. like, little loincloths, mm. like, little flaps, like, proper, yeah. like, Tarzan style. 
and this like Christian guy was like, no, I'm going to go and I'm going to show them the love of God and I'm going to convert them and everything. And they were like, nah, don't go and in- interfere with that like tribe. You're going to get shot. <laughs> yeah, and also it's just not good, is it? Like, mm. leave them be. Mm. Mm. It's, it's quite, yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, like those people, they, to do their thing. they didn't yeah. have to bother with COVID or anything like mm. that. They were just mm. cut off from the rest of the world. They were just living their lives, yeah, man. fishing and hunting. Yeah. And I mean, people merging from all over the world, that's the thing that wiped out a lot of tribes anyway, if yeah. not from just like killing them for like because they were different, but like, but like disease, yeah, yeah, like yeah. When apparently when the, like Spanish when the white went man over mm. um, oh, yeah. to South America, wiped out pretty much like half of South America just from like smallpox and stuff. Like oh, that. they used to weaponize yeah, yeah, it as well. Yeah, yeah. apparently they really, really like disgusting tactics. Really, like really super underhanded. But apparently sometimes European settlers would even like make out that they were friendly, but then they would like pretend that they were giving gifts to like Native American tribes. Um, of like blankets and stuff, but, but the blankets, in the blankets would be from somebody that had died of smallpox, so it would have like smallpox <sighs> bacteria all over, wow. and then they would wipe out an entire Native American tribe. It would mm. spread oh to. They think, oh, this lovely like white you know person came and gave me this blanket, and like you know sleep well for a couple of nights, then you get smallpox, and then boom, wipes out your high tri- whole tribe because it's so Whoa. infectious. It would just swipe through the tribe, and literally every one of them would be dead. Mm. Every single one of them. Crazy. Madness, crazy. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, man. Madness. Yeah, that is crazy. But yeah, poor Michael Rockefeller, anyway. Mm. You know? Eating and poor, you can poor Christian. Well, pretty of an idiot, really. I say I was going to mm. say poor Christian missionary, but he was warned not to do it. Yeah. And he did it anyway. And he got the, apparently, yeah, he, there's like, apparently they were even watching him. They like watched him arrive, like for, with like binoculars. I don't know if they were like on a ship or something, but they watched him arrive on the land and they see him like having a brief interaction with them. And then they just shoot him straight away with bow and arrows, just kill him dead. And they're all just like, Ooh. I've got the photo up now of all oh, yeah. the people like going to that. Imagine turning up to this yeah. like island. You just saw all these people doing this. Apparently they're still in the Stone Age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, Can you imagine crazy. bringing them to somewhere to like a city. What I always think is, you know, I said that there's that like there's some places in like South America where like you know when they fly over with helicopters and they literally they feel like the arrows like bumping yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? That must blow those tribes' minds because mm. they're mm-hmm. probably living still thinking of like crazy deities and mm. you know like you know like when you watch programs like Ancient Aliens and that. Well, to be honest, I've never really watched them, but I know what they're about. <laughs> and they basically say you know it's all like um, going on about how these ancient civilizations and like about like aliens and stuff like that. Yeah, like that must legit must be what it feels like for those guys. Yeah, because imagine if you're like imagine like say like 50, 60 years ago before helicopters started flying over, right? They had no contact with anybody else other than their tribe maybe some other nomadic tribes but other than that it was just literally just jungle living Mm. you know living like tarzan you know hunting with bows and arrows living in the stone age um you know crazy stuff you know you're living in like jungles of like jaguars and there's caimans in the river and these Mm. giant crazy fish that you see like you know jeremy wade hunt on river monsters and stuff like Mm -hmm. this like mental living and then all of a sudden one day just a helicopter flies over You'd be like, that's a god. Yeah. You'd be like, that is some yeah. some sort of like weird flying god that's mm. just flown over. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell, man? Or either that, or you'd think it was like a god, or you'd think it was some some sort of like beast, like a monster. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. some sort of demon. It is just like yeah. anything you don't understand is just like you know. You you just think, what the hell is it? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it could be yeah. it would be a shock and surprise. It's like it's like if a UFO it just, just came landed, and just like we're, we're just hovering outside our window. But that's how and crazy it, it would be for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's because what I mean. from the, yeah, the, from their point so, of view, it's like exactly the same. Yeah, it's just, it's like, just what you don't understand. But it could just be technology, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things. I mean makes you wonder doesn't it with all these like ancient things and stuff and if there ever is like pictures in the sky and that it's like 
in, in my opinion, it's like just as likely that it was like you know, or if not more likely that um, it maybe there was like some some place on the earth maybe that like had some sort of if it's not just like a purely imagination and they're not just drawing stuff for fun because let's face it that's also that's probably the most likely explanation, <laughs> but like you know it's it's just as likely that you know if somebody had some sort of like helicopter type device. You know, to me, that's just as likely, if not more likely, than it's actually like an alien. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, you know, I know we've talked about it a bit before and stuff, but, like, there's more and more evidence that, like, maybe Atlantis was actually, like, a real place. Mm. And apparently he was, like... And as I said, like, um, you know, um, I think it was I think it was Plato or Herodotus. I can't remember if... It, I think it was Plato that said that when he went to Egypt, you know, and this was, like, um, so this was, like, in the height of the, the Greek sort of day, so, like, 3,000 years ago, mm. when he went to Egypt and he was, like, in awe of the pyramids because even though they had these like amazing greek temples and everything like that he was like absolutely in awe of like the the pyramids because he just yeah. couldn't believe it and you've got to imagine like how impressive they looked three yeah, thousand years yeah, ago. they still yeah. had the gold tops on and everything like that like um and he was like how did you make these and apparently like all of the people the most sort of intelligent egyptians he could find that knew the most about the structures of the day said that they were taught from an advanced civilization to the west mm. how to uh and that's where like the legend of atlantis comes from whoa and I said a lot of for, for like you know a lot of history, people just thought that it was almost like a myth. But obviously, there's more and more research that coming out now that maybe it was a real place, mm. and maybe obviously it was just maybe it was just something like it just got swallowed up by the sea because we know things like that happen. Yeah, yeah. Actually, talking about that, actually, this would this would be like perfectly coincide with one thing I want to talk about today. So, um, have either of you guys ever heard of a place called Doggerland? Nope. No. So get a picture up for everyone. If you're if you're just listening to the radio, by the way, make sure. Um, the best way to listen to us is to watch us on YouTube because then, as I said, I'm Gravy Dayum slash Young Bullwinkle does pull up lots of like pictures and videos and stuff That's like right. that. So a lot of the stuff we talk about, it's just better for you, really. You know, you get to um, it's more interactive for you. You get to chill with us all um, with our visages, but also um, yeah, it's just better because Gravy Dayum Bullwinkle is pulling up all these different pictures and stuff as we're talking about oh, so stuff. Like yeah, where right. you so you're seeing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so eight thousand years ago. Um, the UK was completely linked up to the rest of Europe. So it was linked up from, like, uh, Denmark all the way down to, like, the Netherlands. That's so cool. Yeah. And it was like, like and this is, this is like 100% a fact. And the cool thing about it is, so, like, Ireland and England used to be linked, um, and it was all linked up with, yeah, France, Belgium, the Netherlands, and Denmark. So, um there's essentially underwater between the UK and Denmark and the UK and the Netherlands, etc. There's like just loads of human civil- like mm. human settlements. So it's not it's not like underneath the water between Denmark and, and England. It's just like normal sea. There's like settlements and towns and villages. You know, it was land, yeah, from eight thousand years ago. Wow, that's but, cool. But yet again, that almost just goes in with what we were saying about that whole sort of like Atlantis thing. Because it's like, well, yeah, if you were if you were say like a and it's quite big as well. So obviously, if you if you actually are looking, what Gravy Dame's got the area that is called Doggerland, um, well, that was called De- Doggerland, which is like between, um, yeah. say, like the UK and Denmark. That's like th- that's like thicker, that's wider than like the widest part of Britain mm. nowadays. Do you know what I mean? So that's a substantial part of land. You know? Yeah, it's massive. It's like yeah. a, it's, a, it's a massive in terms of like square footage. It's like at least as big as. The whole of like the UK and Ireland put together, mm-hmm. you know, the whole the whole of the Great Britain and Ireland. So it's a substantial piece of land that's essentially just been swallowed by the sea. Mm. So 
So do you reckon that been... correlates with the um, like the Great Flood thing, like where where the Graham Hancock and that talks about that could have happened in America and changed like all of mm. the the levels? Because yeah. you know you normally look at continents and everything, and you can see where they used to be joined, but they all, they like literally like separated and then moved away from each other. Yeah. But that is literally they're all it is all still joined, but the sea is just rose in level, mm. so it's just it's just taking that. Well, they, they it sort of it didn't all like get swallowed up overnight. It was quite a gradual thing. So at its when it was like um apparently 16,000 years ago that was when, was when it was like at its biggest in terms of land mass and then it slowly sort of like got soiled up by the sea and so you get to about 8,000 years ago and then you would have still been able to walk to Denmark say from England and you would have still been able to walk to um like the Netherlands or Belgium um, and then by the time 7,000 years ago so then it would like sped up and you would have still been able to walk yeah to all of those places but a lot of it had been swallowed up by the sea by that point so it was gradual but I mean mm. it's, it's it's a similar time period mm. because um, they think a lot of places did get swallowed up by the sea they say roughly about 10,000 years ago but I mean if that's just on average and I said you know from, from the you know I said sort of like between 7,000 mm. and like 16,000 years ago then yeah it's like know. Zealandia have you heard of Zealandia? No, it would that? have been like the world's eighth continent, and New Zealand, basically, like the island of New Zealand, hmm. used to be like this huge country. Hmm. Uh, but all of it is just underwater, apart from New Zealand now. But you can still see, like in the water, all the markings of where Zealandia would have been, hmm. and it w- it was obviously a place that was just washed away by the ocean. There's also on really old maps, um, a pl- uh, like an island, off. Um, uh, like a, just a couple of miles west of Ireland, mm. that's on some really really old maps, and it's down on maps as um High Brazil. Mm. Nothing to do with like the modern country Brazil. Right, it's like right, the people right. I guess of like Britain and stuff like the sea explorers they called it High Brazil, but um it was like yeah it was just like an island off the coast of Ireland, like a couple of miles off the coast, and since it's been swallowed up by the sea, but it's really cool as well because apparently there's like old myths and legends about it, and they would say that it was like this island that was like shrouded in mists and that only like wizards lived there. <laughs> I can't remember if it was like wizards or a wizard, mm. but apparently it was. It was like, there would have obviously been like very sort of like spiritual people, I guess, that like lived there. Um, so um, yeah, just pretty cool, really. I would like to. I'd love if Atlantis were real. Like I hope it was. Mm. You know. Me well, too. the thing is, I think it was. The thing is, like, mm. I, I, I. As I said, when I was, like, younger, I had obviously heard of Atlantis, and I always just associated it with, like, yeah, just, like, some mythical thing. Like, the same way you almost, like, think of, like, Her- yeah. Hercules. Yeah. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you'd hear, like, tales of, like, Hercules. You wouldn't, you know, you'd think it was, like, a cool story. But, yeah, the more older I get, the more I think, yeah, you know, it makes sense. It's completely plausible. And I think about the fact that, um, I mean, if you go back far enough in history, um, the world was just one supercontinent called yeah. Pangaea. Mm-hmm. So you'd have been able to walk everywhere on the on the planet. So, so far, far more of like um, the Earth used to be land than it is now. Yeah. When it was Pangaea, as I said, you would have been able to walk anywhere on the planet. So just one massive Crazy. supercontinent called Pangaea. Mm. So cool, isn't it? So cool. I was like, thinking though, because um, you know we were talking about um, like Native American settlers and giving Native Americans, uh, you know, blankets of smallpox, and we were also just talking about mysteries and stuff. Mm. I should have prepared it a little bit better for the show, but it just sort of came into my head. I do know a, a fair amount about it, so it'd just be like a cool thing to finish off the show. Have you guys ever heard of um, the Roanoke colony? Roanoke, no, but I love <gasps> Ro- I love the name Rowan and I love oak. Yeah, it's Roanoke colony, so it's spelled like O, sorry, R O A. Yeah. N O K E. I've heard of it. I don't know why. 
So the Roanoke, oh, Roanoke colony, okay. it was a colony where, when um, Europe, like the British started um, colonizing North America, they founded this settlement called the Roanoke colony. And apparently it was like a really thriving settlement. Um, you know, it was like quite easy to farm there. You know, not any, any like major downsides. Um, and the guy that had settled the uh, the colony um, had to tr- after like it had, you know been established and it had been built up and stuff. He had to travel back to England. I can't remember why he had to travel back to to Britain. Now might have been something to do with the Napoleonic War. Maybe that rings a bell. Oh, I think I've heard this story now. It might have yeah. been something to do with the Napoleonic mm. War, mm. but it might not have been. It might have just been to like handle his estate in Britain or something. Mm. Um, as I said, I haven't prepared any. This is just off my memory. But um, anyway, he ended up not making it back to New- uh, to America, to the United States, to his Roanoke colony until about a year later, until a year gone. But when he got there, it was just a ghost town. Mm. And there, wasn't a, there was nobody there. Mm. Everyone had completely disappeared. And it was just a ghost town. And but the, what was weird was the, there was no signs of struggle or like there was no like dead bodies. And, there was no blood. Mm-hmm. Like the houses just sort of looked like they were just been abandoned. Um, there were like belongings still left behind and everything. Mm. And they literally treated it almost like a, 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 a like a police investigation. Mm. And they couldn't find anything other than this super cryptic word that had been carved into a tree with a knife. Mm. And mm. the word just said Croatoan. And people to this day, it's like this massive mystery. Mm-hmm. People have tried looked into it. Nobody knows what Croatoan means. People don't know if it's a name. People don't know if it's like a tribe mm. of, or, 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 or something. But to this day, it's just this massive mystery, the Roanoke mm. colony. And it's gone down almost like in, it's gone down in a lot of, in like, as almost like a supernatural legend as well, because a lot of people think that there was like a su- supernatural connection. Obviously, people that are into that sort of stuff, like the supernatural and that, think that there might have been some supernatural connection. Um, I know that like there's been, I think there's like, um, you know, there's like that television program called Supernatural. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure there's an episode of that where like they find out what Croatone means. So it's like, mm. but like, it's a cool thing to do. If you're like an author or something, like it's a, it's a good thing to like base a story on, mm. isn't it? And mm. then you could maybe make it like yeah. Croatone was like, a demon or like a monster or yeah, something that yeah, like came yeah. for them and then somebody managed to carve it into the tree to like leave a clue just before they got like taken or something but yeah super cool anyway i just i love mysteries like that i love mysteries like that like to this day just like where the hell did the people go yeah and what the hell does croatoan mean mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah Apparently, most historians believe that the colonists, running desperately low on supplies mm. turned to a local native american tribe the croatoan people Mm. Um, I th- I'd heard something about it. Maybe thinking. I don't, I don't know if it. they know the cro- if the Croatoan people. But that's are the real thing. Though, I, or if they just think that's, that's the thing. I don't think they do. Right. Because if they if they did, I don't think it would be such a mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's theorized. Mm. Yeah. I think it's theorized that it was a tribe because you know it sounds like it could have been, but I don't think there's any evidence of it. Mm. But the thing is, is like when you're left in a situation like that where where there's literally no leads other than something just super cryptic like that. You've just got to do with like the most plausible guess that you have, really, and then it's just like maybe a Native American tribe called Croatoan. Yeah, I mean, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like, well, what else? What else could you even come up with? Mm. Do you know what I mean, like Wendigos came for them in the night. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like Bigfoot, Bigfoot ate them all. Mm. But then again, it's like, well, where's where's the bodies? It's just weird mm. that, that no bodies were ever found or anything like that. It's just like it's such a cool mystery, you know? Yeah, probably cool mystery. That gentle whistle. There you go, Patrick. That was for you, man. Hope you're having a good day. I hope everybody 
that's listening to Pandora's Boxes having a good day. We love all of y'all. Yeah. Thanks for chilling with us this evening. I'm your host as always. Abadiah Penny Whistle. To the right of me, we have Ram. Ram. Part man, part Ram. To the left of me, we have the cockiest and best bowling superstar of all time, Graby Dayum. Graby Dayum, baby. So, um, Graby, apparently you've got a little story for us. That's right. Tell I've got me. a story for y'all. Hit me. So, I know we're talking a little bit in the past mm. about looking into the mirror <gasps> and possibly seeing something. <gasps> I just saw this story and thought it'd be quite cool and goes in tangent yeah. with it. Yeah, man. So, someone asked the question online of, what's your creepiest glitch in the matrix or unexplainable thing that's ever happened oh, to I you? Oh, I love stuff like this. And this is their answer. Nice. As it loads. So, I have a good one. I was about 12 years old and woke up in the middle of the night needing to take a leak. I walked across the hall to the little bathroom, hit the lights and was about to reach for the toilet when I glanced up and saw a face in the mirror. It was not my face. It was as if someone was on the other side, standing to the right, with their face next to the glass staring at me. I only saw it for the briefest moment, but it is seared into my brain. The next bit gets even creepier. I screamed and ran out to find my dad. Of course, my dad investigated, then calmed me down or tried to. Eventually, we had a prayer session because I was so freaked out. Eventually, I must have gone back to sleep. So a bit creepy so far. Mm -hmm. What will happen next? It was the face. Fast forward to my 30s. I'd forgotten all about the event. One night while visiting, my dad quietly brings it up. Remember that one time you saw a face in the mirror? It suddenly came back to me. And in a rush of memory, sending a chill down my spine, I said, Yeah, I remember. What did he ask? That's the question. Well, he said, I sometimes think about that night. He looked down at the floor with a serious expression. I saw it too. (gasps) He went on to describe exactly what I'd seen. We have no idea what it was. Apparently, when he investigated, he saw it and had a freak out of his own. And apparently, the prayer session was as much to cool his own nerves as it was my own. <laughs> Man, that's See? just reminding me of that story of um, from like my grandma and my uncle. Mm. Have I, t- have I, have I, I heard this on Pandora's this. box no, before? No, I haven't heard this. Oh, I've got to tell this. It's, it's a nice little story time to finish up the pod this week. So everyone, um, say, sit, get a nice dim, mm. dim lit light and everything. Get your, just, like, your little nice lamps on. Get nice and cosy. Cocoa. Little little ghost story to finish off the <laughs> pod today. Um, little creepy sesh. Yeah, so this is actually quite similar to this story. Nice. But the cool thing about this one, as like yours, yeah. it's got multiple... It's not just one person. You know when you yeah. hear a story from one person, you're like, well, maybe they were hallucinating, maybe it was mm-hmm. a dream. But when it's from multiple people, it becomes like a hundred times more credible. When it's reinforced. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, my grandmother... Um, and my mum and my uncle and that used to live in a village called Cannington in Somerset, which has loads of supernatural history. It has like a massive supernatural history. You used to live there as well, didn't you? Grew mm. up there. You grew up there from the age of like eleven onwards. Um, and your dad grew up there as well, didn't he? So it's got a lot of um, we've got we've got lots of ties to it, all of us. Anyway, my grandmother uh, knew a lady in Cannington whose um, husband had recently died. And she was obviously really, really distraught about it. But my grandmother and this lady both used to go to church. So that's how they knew each other. Um, and this woman was like weeping after church one day. And like everyone else had left, but she was weeping. And my grandma was like, very, very nice, caring woman. Um, 
and she was like you know comforting her and stuff and she was like you know it's it's okay blah 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 you know he's gone to a better place and stuff and she was like oh it's it's not just that she was like she was like oh i'm like t- i'm terrified you i'm terrified i need to like speak to the vicar i need to speak to the vicar and um she said why and she said oh because um for like months before my husband passed away he kept saying that he was visited by what he called white devils in the night and she was like, what do you mean by white devils? And she was like, he just refers to them by what, as white devils. And she was like, and I thought, you know, that he was like dreaming or having like, you know, hallucinating or whatever, or just like going crazy. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, he would, and he would like wake up like screaming and panicking and like sweating and stuff. Um, and she was like, um, and, and my grandma was like, oh, well, you know, I, I'm sure, it, I'm sure it was, you know, it was just... You know, sometimes people have bad dreams, like I know I do, blah 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 blah. And she was like, "No, it's not that." She was like, "It's since I've um, she was like, since um, he's died, they've started coming to me, right?" And my mm-hmm. grandma was like, "Well, what do they look like?" And she was like, "She was like, they are sort of like black all over, apart from their faces, which they have like white, like horrible white faces." And my grandma was like, obviously super freaked out hearing the story, but was obviously just trying to be like really calm to be like comforting to her friend, and um. I was like, oh, well, you know, well, um, why don't we so we put you like peace of mind and stuff? Why don't we like get the vicar to like, exercise like your place and everything? Oh, I missed out a little, um, a cool bit of information actually. So apparently, as well, apparently the white devils told her husband when he was going to die, and apparently and he died when when he when he told his wife that they said that he was going to die. Right? Oh my god! Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, they got like the vicar to exercise her house, and then apparently for a while, it, like it calmed down. But then it started happening again. And apparently they started coming in the night and they started telling her when she was going to die. And she was just like, she was like mentally, like barely hanging on by a thread. Mm. She had like lost her wits because she just sheer terror. And she was like this really old elderly lady. She did. They didn't have any other family around. She didn't have anywhere to move. She didn't have like the money or like the, the means to sort of like move out. You know, she was physically not able or mm. well enough to really do anything like solidly about it. She was just living in pure terror. And apparently, you know, my, my grandma would like talk to the vicar and stuff and they would be like, you know, um, you know, is she, you know, maybe she's got, go, you know, is she got she going crazy? Yeah, yeah, is, yeah, is she yeah. like mentally unstable or like, you know, like what's going, you know, what's going on here? Like, obviously, you don't mm-hmm. want to believe that such a story is real. Yes. Um, and let's face it, usually stories like that aren't aren't real, mm. or, you know, but um, there's some way of explaining it. But that what was clearly true was the, the stress and the trauma of this lady. Mm. And, you know, the fact that, you know, she couldn't be making up that sort of trauma that she was under. Mm. Just like literally, apparently just like sobbing uncontrollably and just like wanted to go to church every day and was just like ask, just completely asking the vicar for oh like, for like save, like, for like for to like save her yeah, and everything. Repentance. And anyway, she, she um, told my grandma when the white devils told her um, that they said they should, she was going to die. And she ended up passing away when when they told my grandma the day that she told like my grandma that the, the white devils had told her. But this is this mm. is one thing that almost like to me I remember when I heard this story almost like made to me like freaked me out the most out of almost everything. Right, go on. Was um at the time when this would have been happening, my uncle Don was about like ten years old. Um, and apparently um, this all sort of like culminated around like winter time. So, you know, it's like in, in the UK in winter time, it sort of gets starts getting dark about like 4 p.m., doesn't mm. it? Mm. So often and quite quickly. So sometimes by like half four, it's like dark, isn't it? Mm. Um, so being that time of year and him being in like 10 years old, he had to like go home like ready for like dinner time at the latest. So he was like, you know, walking back to, to home. They used to live in this place called Chad's Hill 
in um in Cannington. So um he'd like playing in the park and he was on his way home and he was walking past his, his, uh, my my grandma's friend's house where all this had happened. And um anyway, he he get he gets home and he's really really scared. So he, he gets home and he's like, um, oh, man, oh, man, I've seen something really horrible. I'm like, I'm like terrified and everything. Obviously, he knows nothing about this yep. story. Obviously, yeah, my yeah. grandma would not have told her 10-year-old oh, son anything about this God. story, right? And she's like, oh, Dom, what is it? And like, apparently her um, like friend had been passed away for like a week or so at this right. point. Um, and she's like really, really loves it. Scared about it, but it's like trying to put it in the past and like, mm. you know, hope, you know, I think your mind rationalizes stuff. So she's just mm. almost like thinking, mm. oh, the, the, my poor friend had probably like gone insane after her husband passed away or something. Anyway, Dom, can you imagine this from my grandma's point of view, right? So apparently Dom shoots in the door. He's like, mom, 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 scared, scared. She's like, what, what, what happened? What happened? And he was like, oh, um, when I was walking home in the dark, she was like, I was um, walking past your, your friend's house where um, your, your friend passed away recently. And she was like, and I looked up to where the bedroom window was and I saw this weird, um, this weird man with a white face staring at me. <laughs> and he said, apparently, and then he just like ran home, just like ran into the kitchen. What? Yeah, mm. and like that's mm. and and like she obviously didn't tell him, but apparently when he, my uncle Don told her, she just like this chill just like ran through her body, and she had to like stay super composed, and she was like, "Oh, I'm sure it was nothing, Dom. Like I'm sure it was oh nothing." And then like about like ten years later, when he was like in his twenties, like she told him, but like she apparently when he said that, she was just like this chill, just like shot through her body. And and to this day, it's like this almost like this like legendary tale in my family. That was almost like the freakiest thing that any of my family have ever like that's such ever a good ever story, like man. personally had anything happen to them. Like where we've been like connected yeah. at all. But that's terrifying. Isn't yeah, it? man. And that reminds me of the story that you just yeah, told me yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. The fact that it's like he'd seen that thing and then his dad said he'd mm. saw it, but he didn't want to tell him at the Held time. To it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously you wouldn't want to tell your child oh, that because yeah, yeah. your job is to like make your child feel safe and secure. Mm-hmm even if you're worried about mm. something. But that is freaky, isn't That's it? That's such a good story. I love that story. So yeah, we, finished, awesome. we finished Pandora's box on um, oh, a couple man. of ghostly tales on a this high. week. But um, let us know. And also, if you've got anybody um, has any sort of like weird, creepy tales, then um, let us know them, you know? I mean, what, the thing right, is, the thing is, like, uh, I'm like a, you know, I'm naturally sceptical, but at the same time, I'm not arrogant enough to think that, like, I think I know yeah. what's Open-minded. going on. Open-minded. Yeah, what's going on in the universe. Yeah. I think, you know, there's truth is always stranger than fiction, and there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on in the universe that we don't know about. Any astrophysicist will tell you that. Um, so, I, whether you know, regardless of what are the cause of these stories are, they're interesting, you know? So, if any of you guys out there listening have cool stories like this, um, or anything like any of your family members or friends have heard of that are, like, really good, credible stories... Let us know, and we'll talk about them on the pod. Anyway, everybody, thanks for chilling with us here this evening. Come back next week. We'll have a a plethora of interesting topics and facts, as always. Until then, have a great week, everyone. We're going to leave you on a track now. This is uh, Subdivisions by Rush. Cheers, y'all. Bye. Ta-ta.